You got a praise? Take it to the Lord in prayer. You got a complaint? Take it to the Lord in prayer. <laughs> not to me. This is not the com- Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. You, I tell you why. You got a complaint? Bring it to me. We'll pray about it. All right. And let's see. We're going to let our kids, young people go. Aren't those dressed in pink? Ooh, Ollie and them looking good. We appreciate- when are you going to sing again? All right, I can hear it. Good to see those kids going. They're doing a good job. All right, if you will, open your Bibles to Psalms 51. Psalms 51, oh, man, there's so much there I'd like to share with you. But we're going to look at uh, one thing. Psalms 51, we'll start reading in verse 10 down to verse 15. Once you find it, if you'll stand, please, out of respect to the author of the word. Certainly not to myself, but to the Lord Jesus Christ, God, the Holy Spirit. He wrote it. He pinned every, had it, every word pinned, and he gave it to us. And uh, what's that? And he used man. He could have used angels. Could use his fiery finger on written on, on uh, uh, tablets of stone. What would that be rough to carry a cell phone around that big? You know, so you could have your Bible with you. That's the first Bible app, by the way. I just thought I'd let you know. Verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And David's writing, he messed up. He got caught in his sin. He, he struggled. He tried to hide it. And now he's coming clean with God. Verse 11, Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. He doesn't remove his spirit from us today. That was a covering in the Old Testament. Today he lives within us. That Holy Spirit stays right with us. We take him where we go. Jesus said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. In verse 12, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Now I want to stop there. Uh, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. It's not, maybe you're sitting here this morning and, and you're struggling. You've been saved a long time. You've loved the Lord, but it's just not fun anymore. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and somebody's disappointed you or a church disappointed you, and you say, serving God is just not fun again. Well, the word restore in the Hebrew means to do it again, turn it around, change it. And David's saying, God, I remember what it was like. Do it again. Do it again within my heart, Lord, that I might rejoice over you. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for these folks that are here today. I thank you for the music. And like Donna said, those, those God moments, those God bumps, Lord, to, to sing those choruses, to lift us up, to make us a sanctuary. Uh, and Lord, uh, Hosanna. And, and Lord, uh, and then to hear the choir say that we're shelters in the hands of God. Lord, uh, I, I don't know about everybody else, I, I, but I forget from time to time, and maybe they do too. And, so, Lord, thank you for reminding us, and, and thank you that David wrote, restore, do it again. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, in, in Matthew, we're doing uh, Matthew 13, but <coughs> we're studying the, uh, the parables of Jesus on Sunday night, and I invite you to come back at 6 o'clock. But we were looking, and it, this draw, drew my attention. Uh, the last two night, uh, Sunday nights, we were talking about parables, and Jesus was writing. He said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, 
The which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking godly pearls. And Jesus is using, I've underlined the word again. David used the word restore. Do it again, Lord. And that's the title of this message, do it again. And Jesus is saying again, again, I'm telling you, you know, sometimes I, I first started looking at, I got to tell you this again. How many times I got to tell you? But that's not even remember. He, he's saying again. He's saying again, I want you to understand. It's a way of teaching. It's a, it, uh, to, to help us understand. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and brought it, uh, purchased it, if you will, in verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast in the sea and gathered uh, of every kind, and which when it was full they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good in the vessels but cast the bad away. Tonight we're going to be looking at this parable and its meaning. We're not this morning. So when it be so when it be at the end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast him into the furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Otherwise they're going to be screaming and crying and people going to be biting uh, and carry on scratching and all that kind of wicked stuff. And Jesus said unto them, Have you understood all these things? They said unto him, Yea, Lord, we understand. He, 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 he's saying, You know what I mean? And, and he, they say, Yeah, we understand. But see, it's not revealed to everybody. And Jesus is saying that we learn by repetition, and we need to hear the same truths over and over and often from a different viewpoint. We see it over and over and over, and sometimes we near, need to hear it from a different angle. We need to see it from a different angle. We need to think at it differently. And this is one of the best ways of teaching and, and a great way of learning. Uh, this is one of the reasons why it's important to keep reading the Bible. You just get it over and over. You don't read it one time. You just keep reading it. Get it in there. and you, It's a living book. You're going to see something different, something new in it. And to get a better understanding of what is really being taught in a passage. For example, in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10, for precept must be upon precept. Get it? Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. That's not a misprint. That's the way it's printed in the King James. He's saying you just got to build it a little at a time. Here a little, there a little, but you keep doing it. And the precept, the principles we learn, we get them from a different angle. One truth leads us to understanding another truth. If you learn one truth, then you it'll help you understand another truth. Now, uh, for example, uh, we are, for instance, we we can't understand salvation without understanding what grace is, or we can't understand uh, the grace without the salvation and the mercy. We need, can never understand and be grateful for life uh, without knowing about death, uh, the ending of life that comes to an end. You can't you can't understand it. You just don't grasp it until we get those meanings together. We will never appreciate heaven without knowing about hell. You know, there's an opposite. you got to know that there's, there's a good and there's a bad, and we'll never appreciate that. But truth, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. We benefit from having a thorough knowledge of the Bible and how its doctrines all fit together. It's all interlaced. It comes together, guys. It all fits in there. It's for us to understand. Don't overlook the gins in the Bible. From now on, whenever you read the Bible, again, it's there for a purpose. It's there for a reason. And again, Jesus taught them. And again, Jesus taught them. And David said what? 
Restore unto me the joy of Again, God, give me that joy. I had it once. I, he's not talking about I've lost my salvation. He's saying, Lord, I need that joy because my relationship with you got all messed up. He didn't say, I don't know how it got messed up. He took responsibility for how it got messed up. He said, I sinned. I did something I wasn't supposed to. I got it messed up. But, Lord, I know that you can do it to me again. I want you to do it again. And, folks, we know that God, what's the use of praying if we don't believe God's going to do it again? He's answered once. He can answer again. He's done a miracle, certainly in my life and many uh, in the lives here in the church, uh, uh, in, in, in uh, Yvonne's life and, and uh, Shirley's life, and, and those are just reasons, many others. If he did it once, he can do it again. It, 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 and that's what we need to ask. Do it again, Lord. You answered my prayer once. Do it again. You answered, did a miracle in my life. Do it again. You see, Sunday school teachers uh, need to teach it again. They may not got it the first time. They may not understand it. That's okay. Do it again. You see, choir, we need to sing it again. And, and that's not why I asked you this morning. It's because I enjoyed that song and, and the spirit that was coming out from, from you all. They did good this morning. I mean, you, it, the Lord's Spirit was really coming through you, and, and if you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, you need to get in touch with it. We want to plug you into the right source. We're not asking you to join the church, but we are asking you to join the kingdom of God. And, and one thing you neglected to act is, is Todd's going to check the green cards. <laughs> did you see the sign out there? How many didn't? Okay, there's a few. It says, if, if you're, what's it say, Ron? If yeah, come and be a citizen of the kingdom of God, undocumented. So if you aren't documented, if you don't know you got Jesus Christ in your heart, we'll be glad to show you what the Bible has to say. And then we'll, uh, if it's not the church for you to serve in, we'll help point you in the right direction. You need to get it. So Sunday school teacher, teach it again. Choir, sing it again. I said, well, we've sung it before. But you know what? How many people other than Todd get tired of Christmas mess, uh, songs? That's the only man I ever heard. At least he's honest, guys. At least he's honest. He's not bright, but he's honest. <laughs> see, how many like Christmas songs? Uh, yeah, see, he's outvoted. We're going to do it again. Yeah. We might have Christmas in, in October or something. I don't know. That'll blow your mind. But they do it again. See, in the choir, sing it again. Sunday school teacher, teach it again. Preachers, preach it again. Now, somebody, I had somebody, not in this church, somebody say, all you do is talk about the cross, talk about salvation. I, I said, well, that's not all I try to talk about, but if that's all you hear, maybe you need to understand what's being said, you know. Maybe you got a problem, you know. I, so, you know, preach it again. Do it, you know, do it again. I've had people say, well, all you talk about is money. I, no, I don't think that is, but if you got a problem with that, maybe you need to take that up with God, you know. I, you know, if, you, if your money's that important, hang on to it. I don't want it. You know, God's not going to bless you anyway. But preach it again. Don't give up. Uh, preacher. Todd's a preacher. Frank's preaching. Uh, preach it again. Just keep telling them. But we need to keep praying for the nation of Israel. We need to pray for our president and uh, uh, leaders in our nation, our House, the Senate, local and nationally, and, uh, you know, all the way. we got to just keep doing it again. Keep praying. Keep talking about them again in prayer. You know, we spend so much time running people down, talking about let's, let's, let's pray for them. Let's build them up to the throne of grace. Let the Holy Spirit of God take care of them. 
You see, we, <coughs> uh, boy, my eyes just blurred up good. Mm. What to say? Invite that person to church again. I think my sugar must be dropping or changing. This may go faster than I thought. <coughs> anyway, you invited somebody to church, they didn't come, invite them again. You know, and, and they get tired. I know Johnny uh, and Dorothy keeps inviting uh, uh, their neighbor, and they're, they're going to come. They told them they'll come one day. I don't know if you're here this morning or not, but if you are, we're glad you're here. Just invite them again. Listen, if you start to serve God, serve God again. Don't give up on find an area, find a ministry you can get in. Serve God again. Soul winners, tell the, a story again. Tell it over. Husbands, tell your wife you love her again. They don't get tired of it. They like to hear it. Wives and husbands like to be built up too. Tell her again. I don't get tired of telling her she, I love her, and I don't think she gets tired of hearing it. Uh, so just tell them again. Like I said Wednesday night, I'll use that story. Cindy told me there, uh, some of you weren't here Wednesday night, so you didn't catch it, which makes it easier for Sunday mornings. Uh, <coughs> and the ones that were here Wednesday night probably forgot. But Some of you are listening. I'm t- <coughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. There was this preacher uh, asked his wife, said, honey, do you love me? She said, yes, I love you. Why do you love me? Just because you're a good, per- uh, a, a good husband. But what if I wasn't? Would you still love me? Yes, I would. Why would you love me? Because you're a good provider. But what if I wasn't a good provider? Would you still love me? Say, yes, honey, I would. Why would you love me? Because you're a good father. But what if I wasn't a good father? Would you still love me? Yes, I would love you. But why would you love me? Because you're mine. Now shut up and go to sleep. (laughs) And that's what God is to us. God, do you love me? I mean, you know, I messed up. Would you love me again? I don't have to love you again. I still love you. But I can work in your life again. Do it again, God. Do it again. Can you do it? Sure he can. He can do it again. Listen, parents and grandparents, tell your kids again and again. Susanna Wesley had 19 children. Two of them we know very very well. Most of you heard about Charles Wesley and, and John Wesley. And, and uh, Charles Wesley's with us today. Just <laughs> Charles Wesley Groshon, that is. But... They wrote songs. Uh, Charles wrote many of the songs that are inheritable as John did. And, and one person asked Susanna Wesley, said, Susanna, when, how many times do you have to tell your kids? She said, until they get it. You know, she said, I just tell them again and again. And one unique thing about her, there's something important, men and ladies, that we all need, and that's time alone with God. And in our busy society, you're not going to find it on a cell phone. Or a smartphone. You're not going to get it on the computer. You're not going to get it in a in a book. You can get it. It help you, but you need to spend time alone with God. Jesus Christ got away with God and got alone with God. Sometimes to pray. Sometimes just to think about what God wanted him to do, and and uh, will for his life. Susanna Wesley with 19 kids. You know they didn't have TV, but still, where is she going to get alone with God? So her thing was she'd put her apron over her head. And the kids learned when she was sitting in a chair with an apron over her head, they left her alone. She was with God. So you've got to find a place, folks. Find somewhere to get alone with God where it's just you and him. And you know what? Ask him to do it again. 
Ask him to restore the joy of his salvation. Ask him to build you up again. Ask him to work that miracle in your life again. Ask him to answer that prayer again. Ask him to put that joy back in your life again. You see, seek to reconcile your differences with your friends, with your family, with your spouses. Do it again. Seek it again. Go to them again. And, uh, well, let me try one and see. I don't know. I'm going to try a, what do we call that? Sugar stuff? Glycemia. Doing something again. Thanks. Try it. Oh, now that I'm eating, we can stay longer. (laughs) And they say, do it again. Man, that's nasty stuff. What's that called? Glucose tablet. That may have worked. (coughs) But the truth is, doing something again is often easier than starting all over. Doing something again is, is a lot of times easier than than trying something new. And that's why as young Christians, it's hard. They, they start out and things go, but first thing, something happens in your life. And, and older Christians, it doesn't matter your age, but something happens and you revert back to what you think's right. You got a financial problem, economics fail, the jobs close. Uh, you know, you, you get the wrong guy elected in office or whatever happened in your life, a disease, a sickness, and and you get to and and then you start trying to handle things your way. You start doing it that way, and it's it's because it's easier. That's the way you always done it. It's easier to do something again than it is to do something new. To start God's way, to do it God's way. Listen, Genesis twenty six eighteen nineteen. Now pay attention to what I got, not just the underlines. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philippines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. All right? They had to dig wells. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which had been dug already. It's easier to do something again. Listen, it was digging those wells again was easier than having to find water in a new place, right? I mean, if you ever dug a hole, it's a lot easier to dig a hole. It's been filled up, fill it back, or dig it up again than to go back and start from scratch. And that's the way it was with those wells and that water. And trying something again can be easier than starting all over. It makes a big difference. Listen, this is a good principle for marriages. Whether you're married or thinking about marriage, uh, trying something again can be easier than starting all over. And uh, that's a good principle. It's if your marriage is in trouble, whatever. Instead of looking for a different person, why not become a different person? See, it, instead of trying to just try to come, don't try to find a new one. That's why you're going to end up the same problem. Besides that, I heard, I heard a preacher say one time, and, and I believe it to be true. He said, I talked to this guy that had been married for four times. And he said, I'm thinking I'm getting my fourth divorce now because it's just not working. And I'm going to, this woman up here, just a lot better. And he said, you know, 
It's not a sin to be ignorant. It's just inconvenient, like Frank says. He said, what makes you think you're going to find the right one this time? You know, you haven't done well yet. Unless you get back on track and do it God's way and ask God's direction and wait on God to do it, he said, that preacher told him, he said, you're not going to find the right one. So instead of looking for a different person, why not become a different person? Just become who you are, and it changes, and it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Ron and I have talked often as, as what we used to be before we started serving God and got saved is not the same we are now. In fact, I get tickled out of Ron's family. They said, oh, when they first come, Becky and them say, oh, you haven't seen the, the church daddy yet. <laughs> He's different. And that's a, that's, a, that's a glory to God statement. That's great, Ron. That the family sees the difference. That's who needs to see the difference. Listen, instead of giving up, why not trying to live up to God's plan for your life? Just do it again. Go back. Instead of giving up on God, throwing the towel in and saying, look, I'm tired. I'm frustration. You know, it's not going to make it. Just get up and start all over again. And, and start serving God. God's got a plan for your life. God's got a plan for my life. So let's just do it again. Because God can do it again. You see, the truth is, failure is not final. Failure is not final. Watch. Look, look at this. You all know these. Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth were two of the greatest baseball players of all time. I don't care if you cared about the team they played for, the style they played, but they were great. In fact, uh, Ty Cobb was known for his record number of, of stolen bases. He stole more bases than any other baseball player. Babe Ruth was known for his record number of what? And then Hank Aaron beat him, you know, whatever. He's got one more or two more than he's got. But the truth is, what you may not know is that Ty Cobb was thrown out more than any other baseball player trying to steal baseball, or trying to steal bases, and Babe Ruth struck out more than any other man in baseball. You know that? He struck out more but hit the most home runs. Ty Cobb was thrown out trying to steal bases more than any man in baseball, but he stole more bases than anybody in baseball. This follow, uh, these fellows didn't let their failures stop them, and neither should you or I. We're going to make mistakes, but we don't need to let our failures stop us. Hey, let's take a biblical character. Let's look at that personality. Peter is a great example of this principle. He failed the Lord miserably, didn't he? He denied God three times. We know that. On the night that uh, uh, God was crucified, uh, gone to trial, and then that morning he was taken and crucified, he denied him three times. Uh, he denied that he even knew Jesus, and he cursed. He uh, failed to keep his word. He said he wouldn't. He said, I'll die first, but he didn't. He failed to honor his promise, and he didn't. He, he failed. He made a mistake. But on the day of Pentecost, he was the main preacher, and 3,000 people came into the kingdom of God. 3,000 undocumented aliens came citizens of the kingdom of God on the day of Pentecost. The difference, he followed and served Jesus again. Do it again, God. Do it again, Christian. Do it again, Mom. Do it again, Dad. Do it again, husband. Do it again, Mom, uh, wife. Do it again. He got back on track again. You get back on track. I talked to you last week, and I stumbled down the stairs when I did, so I won't do it this time. But you got to get back on. When you get off track, get back on. Now, that may not be, be feasible 
geographically. You may have got off track years ago and just rededicated your life or got right with God and get your life back in line, but you can do it spiritually. You can get back on track spiritually to where you got off. Get back to serving God. Get back to praying. Get back to being faithful in church. Get back, <coughs> do those things again. You can do it again, and that's the important thing. You see, if you try to serve God and failed, then try again. You know, try Cobb, Babe Ruth, Peter, it doesn't matter. If you tried to do right and fail, try again. If you, <coughs> if you uh, feel discouraged with life, try again. Don't give up on it. You know, life is not perfect. Uh, it's unfortunate there's no perfect people. And, and folks, listen, we, in marriage, I cannot meet every physical, emotional need she has. Only the Lord can. And she can't meet mine either. Now, we, we can help make up for the differences, but God's the one that's got to do it. The same in your marriage, the same in your life. Listen, if you tried to witness to someone and it was rejected, try again. <coughs> if you tried to go in a direction you thought God was leading, but you found it to be blocked by difficulties and obstacles and, and, and just troubles going your way, try again. Just try to do what God says to do. Try it again. Listen, if you try to be a blessing to someone but were rejected, try again. Just try it again. Listen, if God had uh, tried to teach you a lesson about love and life and living for his glory, and you didn't listen, he will try again. He's going to. He loves you too much. He'll try again. If God has tried to get your attention, but you wouldn't listen to him, he'll try again. He's going to be knocking. You hear that? He's knocking. He's going to try again. Listen, if God has tried to love you to himself, but you were just too busy with life, trying to be a success, making a success, or, or caring for your family, or do whatever, he'll, he will try again. God will try it again. But Jesus came to this earth one time, didn't he not? And he died on the cross for you and I. But the truth is, he will come again. And he's coming again. We need to live our lives for him, not for anybody else, not for self, not for employer, not for a company, but not for a denomination, but for him because he's coming again. We've got to give it all. Do it again. You tried to witness and they turned you down, do it again. You invited them to church, they turned you down, do it again. You tried to live right and do things right and you failed, do it again. David said in verse 12 of Psalms 51, Restore unto me the joy of, not my salvation, thy. Salvation comes from the Lord and you can do it again. Let's stand. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for uh, my wife, and thank you for glue close. But Lord, most of all, I thank you that you didn't stop calling me. But Lord, there were times I just ignored you and turned my back on you. Lord, I thank you. You tried again and again. And Lord, we are, are, are people that's maybe turned our backs on you and you still are hollering at us again. 
Maybe today is that day of salvation. You heard it before, but you just didn't quite get it right. Well, let me tell you, he's calling you again. Won't you do it again? Whatever the Lord spoke to your heart about, if you're not 100% sure that you're saved, then I want to ask you to examine your heart. And if you're not, then do what the Bible says again. With every head bowed and every eyes closed, listen to me carefully. How many people in here, if you were to die as soon as you walked out that door or had a heart attack this second, are 100% sure I'd go to heaven based on God's word? Not on a feeling, not on emotion, but on God's word. 100% sure. Amen. How many people aren't 100% sure? Amen. I see those hands. Amen. I want you to get that. I want you to be 100% sure. Those that raised their hands last, listen to me. I want you to pray this prayer and pray it uh, in your heart. Pray it out loud. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving me. As best I know how, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and take me to heaven when it's my time to go. I accept your forgiveness. Your death on the cross is my only way for salvation. And as best I know how, I give you the rest of my life. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to just look at me. I won't call your name. You prayed that prayer. Amen. 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 Listen, I want to help you, so uh, I want you to come up, and we'll let somebody pray with you, and we'll give you some material to help, okay? And you can get that, and, and you can have it again. It's a promise, that joy of salvation. We'll let a man talk with you, uh, a woman. Uh, excuse me, let a man talk to a man, a woman with a woman. But you know what? We can do it again. Maybe you've got an unanswered prayer and you've been praying and you just want to give up. Don't give up. Do it again. Maybe you're looking for an answer and it just hasn't come. Don't quit. Do it again. Maybe somebody's disappointed you and you just want to throw in the towel. Keep serving. Do it again. Because God will do it again. In Jesus' name, I ask you to be with these people and those that raised their hands for assurance and those that weren't. Lord, I ask you to speak to each heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Won't you come? The music's playing. Whatever God's got for you.